Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Swords and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Good afternoon. The Sabres are back on the ice. Hi, Marty. That startled you. It was almost too formal for you. Welcome into Sabres Live. Are we already in the afternoon? Is it already <laughs> noon? Oh, my Here, gosh. Here's Let's get the it trick, going. though. You know why I said it? Because you're a morning person? No, because I am in, in the, the morning, morning right now. I'm three hours west again. <laughs> oh, you went back out west. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so it would have been okay for you to say good morning. And then I wouldn't have like really flinched because I wouldn't have known any different. Exactly. Exactly. Well, as per usual, it got late early out here. And yes. uh, I may not have had the best sleep, which is a me problem, not a surroundings problem. So if... If information comes out as misinformation or unintended or uh, whatever, blame it on sleep deprivation today. But, uh, you know, in all seriousness, and, you know, we try to keep it light, but there are serious topics and the reality, which is, you know, you're where you are in the standing, still 10 points back. Detroit didn't play last night. Toronto, of course, got a victory on home ice against Dallas. Yeah. the reality is, is you're where you are in the standings and you're a month away from the trade deadline. And we had GM Kevin Adams on the show, uh, on the broadcast, um, prior to the Dallas game. So you sensed, uh, his tone as to where he's at with how this season has gone through 50 Mm -hmm. games. Um, you obviously heard the frustration from the coach and some players after not getting the result that, uh, they could have had against Dallas the other night, but as we like to do, whether it's round numbers or, you know, time on the calendar, that kind of thing. Like when, when you're a month away and based on some of the discussions you and I have had recently about, well, which prospects are the most likely to help the Sabres team. And when you have such an abundance of them, which ones make the most sense to perhaps consider moving in a deal to help this team now and in the future. But then again, that produces a secondary question. Like what is the purpose of this year's trade deadline? Now that you are where you are in the standings, like, can you reasonably approach the deadline now and try to go on this run of three out of every four? And the, the, with this, potential piece which assuming you would get it earlier 
than the actual deadline to give yourself mm-hmm. more runway with this new set of players. Yeah, because like, then how, it how, may be four out of five by the time a month is gone, yeah, right? So exactly. then you're like, oh, well, that's a eighty percent winning percentage is 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 tough to achieve. But so, so what are you thinking with all of this right now? It's a lot of it's it it gives us a half hour to kind of you know wide brush and uh, and color in the, <laughs> in yeah. the the little areas too um before we get to Darren Dreger at the bottom who's probably going to talk more about just the likelihood of deals and you know which other names are now very prominent and 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 might I just say this before I forget I can't help but wonder if Chris Tanev to the Lightning could now be a thing Ugh. because after Sergachev's injury last night and you know, you've heard Tanev and Toronto an awful lot, but we also know Tampa doesn't mess around with stuff like this. And if they have 8 million of cap going to long-term injured reserve on Sergachev, potentially like you think they're going to sit around and not do anything about it. Well, I, no, I, I'd, I'd be pretty shocked if they, if, if that was the case. Yeah, no, like the, the lightning <laughs> somebody mentioned yesterday that Julian Brisebois was going to uh, use uh, one more cap circumvention uh, whenever he can use it, right? Because they've done that before, and now they've got this this uh, sickening injury to Mikhail Sergachev. Just comes back to the lineup. I uh, actually posted on Instagram, like basically, why me? What? Like I worked so hard to come back, and then I'm I, I'm get hit again. Like it just mm-hmm. it's that it. When he left the ice yesterday, I know we'll talk about the trade, but just to talk about the human side of it and and Alex Lafreniere going over to Mikhail Sergachev and basically saying, hey, hang in there, man. Like, you know, it reminded me of when you look at the Bills and you see Trey White, you know, like leaving on a cart and he's got the towel over the head and you could see that he's emotional and crying, right? And Mikhail Sergachev was there and it just, it, it just, oh, it just makes me feel sick to my stomach because, um, guys like Jack Quinn this year, you know, worked so hard to come back and then gets hurt again. Like Matias Samuelson, like you got to feel for these guys because, uh, you know, it's not just the, the healing process of it. It's mentally, it becomes a grind and so, so hard mentally to always have to come back and work hard and come back and work hard to come back. Just devastating. So to then put it back into the context of, Asset evaluation, yeah. what do you have on the big club? Oh. What do you have in Rochester? What do you have in the system? What do you have as far as draft picks moving forward, which is basically all of them and then some, so they've got that currency to play with as well. Yeah. Like, you know, again, one month from the trade deadline, what do you expect? What could be the approach? What should be the approach in your mind? You're not playing the role of general manager. This is you as a veteran of the game looking at it and assessing what could be and 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 with the the recognition, obviously, as anyone and everyone writes about this, podcasts about this, the overwhelming sentiment about the Sabres is that they have an abundance of prospects, prospects. and that they all can't be in Buffalo at the same time in the future. They just, so they, there's so, not enough room. It's right. it's mathematically so, impossible. So this looks like a time where the Sabres need to make moves based on where they are in the standings and have the ability to make moves, but which moves do you see as logical and, and, or likely it doesn't really, you know, the latter part doesn't really matter. I guess it's your opinion. Well, logical is, 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 
it's, it's logical to one person. It's not logical to others, right? And I think what happens here is that there's a little bit of that riverboat gambler mentality that has to come into play, right? Just because they're prospects. So if today you say, you know what? Gulick and Roseanne are going to be the guys and Matt Savoy is a guy I can part with. And mm-hmm. then you decide to trade Matt Savoy because you say, hey, he's got a ton of value and I got to make a deal. And, you know, that's who we landed on that we can part ways. Mm-hmm. It could backfire. It could. But you're also at a point now where I think you've got enough information on your prospect pool from the last two seasons at the very least. Even some guys that have been playing junior hockey that you're watching develop and, and get into that place that you got to say, mm-hmm. okay. I may have to part ways with those guys. So for me, when it comes to the trade deadline in the next month, it's more about what are you willing to to part ways with? It's not what you're acquiring. Because I think in, in the end, you may acquire some somebody at the deadline. You may not. It may set you up for free agency this summer. It may set you up for trades at, at the draft this summer. But what are you willing to free up here? And I think that is the most important thing and most important internal evaluation because you're at that point. You're at if that you're point free, where you got to do it. If you're freeing it up, it has to be an impactful deal. No? Um, yes, but again, I don't see it as being like, hey, this is going to be an impactful deal that's going to make or break your season. You're going to get in the playoffs because of that. I think it's like it's going to make you better next year and the year after. That's kind of like I would say I now, it. next year, and the year after. Yeah. yeah. You may yeah. be too far behind now to say you're going to get in with that impact. But if you make the trade. deal today. If you make the deal today, it's different. <laughs> but winning three out of four for the rest of the year is a high, high task uh, mm-hmm. for anybody. The, the, you know, and, and it could happen, right? Well, but I'm just saying like, yeah. so so in, in the same sense of what are you willing to to put on in the middle of the floor? You're playing a game of poker. And you have all your chips in front of you, but maybe you also have a nice watch around your wrist that you're like, hey, I'm going to put that in the middle of the table and see, hey, okay, who wants to go out and play? I've got something that maybe wasn't in front mm-hmm. of me at first, but maybe I'm making it available now. Well, what's the easiest way to approach this? With the question, what do the Sabres need? Is that is that the, the starting point? The Sabres need what, in your okay. opinion? It, it is the starting point. Um, but it's also going to lead me down a dream, maybe like kind of whatever, right? It, it, it may not be what the Sabres need, but it may be something that would be, wow, that would be impactful. So what do they need? Number one, I still think the biggest, biggest need for the Buffalo Sabres right now is a right shot defenseman, a right shot defenseman moving forward. You look at their D, Darlene, left shot. Power, left shot. Ryan Johnson, left shot. Matthias Samuelson, left shot. Like all their impactful defensemen that I see moving forward are all left shots. You, I mean, yes, you can play a lefty on the right. And we know that Dallin and Power and and most everybody has played their offside. But Mm -hmm. in the end, we had that conversation with Connor Clifton. It's, it, everything comes easier and more natural when you're playing your strong side. So are the Sabres able, because I look, you know, in their defense prospect and whatnot, and there's nobody right there that I say, hey, there's a right shot defenseman that's a prospect that can come in and fill that shoe right now. There's, I I, I don't see it. 
there's not. So you got to go outward and look for a trade and somebody that could come in and give you that boost as a right shot defenseman. I think it starts there. I think that's the number one thing. Do you have someone in mind? Well, I'll give you three names. Okay. So one name um, has been rumored of late, but then it got squashed a little bit. And this may be more of a longer, I don't want to say longer term, um, but it would be acquiring a prospect slash NHL player that I think has a really high ceiling. And that's David Yurichek uh, in, in Columbus, right? Right shot mm-hmm. defenseman, young. Um, it could probably be part of your group for a long, long time. Although now Columbus is in, we're not trading him. Like, But again, it, it, what is real and what is not real, what's happening behind closed doors, maybe Columbus has got to make some moves. Columbus has got to do something. Um, maybe that's your end for a guy like that. Um, how about a Sean Walker? Right side defenseman, a little mm-hmm. older, 29. But at this point here, we, we got to think that you can't just bring in 22 to 25 year olds and say, hey, we're going to stick with an age group here. You got to bring in some people. Mm-hmm. And I think Sean Walker. But they just did that with Clifton and Johnson. Clifton is fine. I think Eric Johnson was brought in for a specific role. Mm -hmm. Uh, But until you put yourself into that, hey, we're a playoff team now and we are every year in the playoffs and now we got to zero in on, hey, we need a shutdown, shorthanded type penalty kill type defenseman. Uh, It's not setting you up to to kind of move forward. And, And look, Eric Johnson, great veteran. I think he's had a good impact. Um, but I, I still think that you can, you can, you can look for something else. You can look for something that would have a bigger impact on the blue line as a right shot defenseman. I think Sean Walker would have that impact. Like, okay. We, we keep saying Dallin Samuelson, they're both lefty. They play together. Um, maybe it's Yoki Aryu. I don't know that Henry's got that impact that I would want a right hand, right shot defenseman to have. Um, so I'm going to look elsewhere and I'm looking at, okay, Sean Walker, maybe that guy that could come in. I think he's looked really good in Philly. Um, he was always the guy that you and I had a lot of conversation about Sean Walker when he was, he was in LA. Like this is a guy that I really feel could come in right mm-hmm. away and, and make an impact. Now is Philly willing to part ways with Sean Walker? He's a UFA at the end of the year. So maybe they would, um, but you'd have to make sure that it's a, it's a, a trade and then oh we're gonna lock him up longer term because he's gotta he's gotta stay here for a few years mm-hmm. probably not the impact name anybody's thinking about right now though yeah but you also you think that your play driver on the back end are gonna be yes. dying power uh I, you know those are the two names so but is sean walker a guy that could support that a lot better than what you have as a right d right now yes mm-hmm. absolutely Potentially, yes. And obviously, I'm not going to um, dispute you on on what we think of Walker. And it's just wouldn't have been the first name, you know, crossing my uh, laptop here um, when thinking about, you know, what they really need. I, I think when I ask the question, what do they need? Um, it It might be more doing this without actually making a transaction. They have to determine what they have, whether this year is a blip as far as 
what was ascending production from a lot of core players or whether they feel like a little bit of the regression that they're seeing point-wise this year is more the reality of these players. So once yeah. they determine that, and isn't that always the greatest challenge? Because yes. we are human beings after all, so we never know just what we can give to ourselves and to others on a daily basis. Um, I think it makes it really challenging here to, you know, to know what to keep, what to move off of, what to uh, expect in that prospect pool. But um, okay, I don't know. Well, the, what about this other name? How about if can we revisit the Matt well, Dumba? Because we've been no, talking Matt Dumba no, for a few no, years. Is I that a guy no, that? No, you, I, from you, what you I've heard, it hasn't been a great year for him in Arizona. So I, I understand that, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, um, no, thank you. Okay, well, I, I it was on my list just because I I thought, okay, I yeah. I, I know that it took a drop, and and maybe maybe there was more to. You know, the, the whole like, well, he was healthy scratch in Minnesota and then it hasn't looked It started better in Arizona this year and then it kind of went back to where it was. But I'm like, okay, could that be a an addition uh, as a right hand shot? There's not a lot yeah. of right D, right hand shot defensemen that mm -hmm. I think are on the market. So when there's one, it's a little bit more of a, hey, let's put the spotlight on it and see if that fits, right? So that's can another you, name I had on the list. Can you tell that you and I are in completely different areas as we're looking at this right now? Like almost, well, to, I, 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 almost I, to the point where I have no interest in talking about a right-handed defenseman. And that's okay. not to be disrespectful because I recognize that you're like a hundred percent right in wanting to think this way. It's just, Ooh, I'm sitting, I'm going to start, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to excite you right now. Okay. I'm going to do it like 15 minutes into the show. Um, because I started with what was more realistic, but now I, I feel like I'm at that point of the show where I need to, to, to turn up the heat a little bit, right? Let's, let's, let's put it in the cooker here. Okay. So what if next year up front, you had a line of Thompson, Tuck and Skinner, which, and I mean, that, that has been a unit last season and you say, okay, let's go back to it. And then you have a unit of cousins, Quinn and Paterka, which is you know, what you would think of. Um, what if as a third line, okay, you had a unit that featured Yuri Kulik, okay, um, maybe Zach Benson or Isaac Roseanne or somebody um, like that. And then on the other side at a Jake Gensel. What would that what would that say to you if that was oh hey like look at what the Sabres were able to do and maybe with prospects with players on the roster something you're looking at a guy like Jay Gensel. What happened to Middlestep? You'd have to trade something to get a guy like Jay Gensel. But why would you get Gensel at this late stage of his career and overpay? Um, because I think that would be a, 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 a an add-on. That would be a, mm -hmm. a, a move forward. That would be a, hey, we're doing something now to make this team better that yeah. I understand that, you know, we have a pool of prospects and maybe we use some of those prospects. In a few years, you're going to get a Matt Savoy. In a few years, you're going to get, you know, guys that are going to be much better. But Gensel makes your team better right now. And if you put them... Maybe you put them on a line with a couple of young kids and you say, hey, you know what? Use your experience and you can score and they're going to help you. And, and now your top, your top nine looks a completely different 
you know, that, that what it's looked all season long. Agreed. I'm curious as to who the centerman is um, in that situation. Like, you know, Gensel will be 30 this uh, October, um, which isn't old. Obviously, his production's been remarkably consistent. I'm not sure about the young idea that you talked about. I think, obviously, he's been fortunate to play with veteran centermen <laughs> during his time in Pittsburgh. I think that's a fair statement. Um, could you put him with Thompson also, and talk? First of all, here, could you put him thing. with Thompson and talk and say, okay, well, that's... Well, of course you could. But the problem is you already have an older player contract in Skinner that, yeah. you know, and you've been fortunate that Jeff has lived up to expectations in recent years, contractual expectations. He's, mm -hmm. he's always been, you know, save for a couple of blips. Like he's been pretty consistent. Yeah. Like you, you look at since he came into the NHL and where he ranks in the top 10 and even strength goals, like you don't just land there. Like you have to have an element of consistency to your game. And prior yes. to this recent injury, he was leading the team in goals and was probably going to hit 30 again. He might, mm -hmm. he just needs a little heater here. Yeah. Um, first of all, the reason I was mm, balking to a certain extent against Gensel is I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he'll, he'll stay in Pittsburgh. That's just, the way they do things. Um, yeah, but it's but, it's Cal Dubas now, and it's a different kind of approach. And I know they they yeah. did the Carlson deal, but I I think this was a let's um, kind of uh, uh, play this last card that we have and say we're going to run it with this group. Now I feel mm -hmm. like they have to start thinking a different a different way. Okay, so at at the very least, we may have unearthed something in your last comment, and that is <laughs> if my if my question was the Sabers need what, you have now told us without telling us that you think they need a right shot defenseman, yeah. that you think they need another proven scorer, right? Uh, like an that's impactful you, an impactful player up front. That's basically what you've said. Mm -hmm. um, where is the truth? offensively for this team between last year's result and this year's result? Are they more a team that is closer to three goals per game, sometimes under, or is this group likely to be more capable of what we saw last year? Or is the I, truth somewhere in between? Well, I mean, obviously, the, the, the easy answer is somewhere in between. I would say somewhere Not in between. Not necessarily. The easy answer next... could be they are what they are right now. Because, uh, no, because they no. had a flash. No, no, I'm just saying it from a realistic, yeah. like, okay, you did this, other teams see this, adjust to this, you have to prove now that you can get back to that, right? That's yeah, obvious. So, so oh. I, I look at it and say they are closer, in my opinion, to what they were last year okay. than what they are this year. Missing Jacqueline for a lot of the season really weakened your top nine. And look, I... It's all great. And Casey Millsat's having a, a really, really good season when you look at the stats and, and what he's provided on the ice. Um, but when the third line was middle stat Greenway Benson, you know, so you you think in your in your right frame of mind, you think it's Thompson Tuck Skinner, and then it's cousins Quinn Paterka. And then that leaves you middle stat Greenway Benson. I mean, I, there's not gonna be a lot of offense there. There's not. It's it I feel that you lost a little bit of your offense in the way that your roster was was put together mm -hmm. with injuries and and unfortunately uh, missing some key players so but can can the boost be and i really feel like the boost can be 
what you have in your prospect pool that has to be now ready to come up. It has to be, the door needs to be open. That prospect pool needs to start making their way forward. Um, You know, I don't think your Kulik is a Rochester Americans next year. Look, I I get it. He's going to have to earn it in training camp, just like Zach Benson earned it in training camp, whatever. But I don't see Kulik being a Rochester Americans next year. Just like I didn't see Paterka and Quinn being Rochester Americans last year. Okay, but in fairness... If he's on the roster, I mean, Zach Benson wasn't supposed to be on the roster either. Yeah. So you essentially replaced, at this time last year, people were expecting Yuri to be on the Sabres. Yeah, at the end of the year, And it didn't happen. Instead, they went with Zach Benson. And all due respect to Zach, he has four goals. If Yuri Kulik was on the team all year long and he only had four goals at this point, people would be pretty upset. Yuri Kulik should, a full season of Yuri Kulik in his first year, in my opinion, Okay, it'd yeah. be at 10 right now at the very least. And right. and probably could be at 14, 15. Right. So the so again, this is all these are logical assessments of where players yes. should get to, plus recognizing the opportunity through openings. Um, you know, veterans that were brought back this year, chance they're not coming back next year, right? There stands to be an opening of three or four spots for sure among the forwards. But the other side of this is, who do you think is being targeted and or coveted the most on the Sabres roster, in the Sabres system, by the league's 31 other teams right now? Because that becomes the fuel to make trades also. It's not just what you're thinking. It's what people outside come to you with and what they want. Yeah, now I, you know, obviously at this time of year, there's a lot of lists out there, you know, people that uh, write uh, trade bait list and, you know, trade target and the names that they hear. A couple of names that the Sabres um, uh, players have been on are Victor Olofsson, obviously, is on these lists. Why? Because it's been over a year now of the Sabres will probably move Victor Olofsson. It's been two years. Uh, Jordan Greenway is on these lists. I don't think that's who people are calling about. I think that's who, you know, maybe Kevin Adams is saying, uh, yeah, we we probably would um, listen on Olofsson and listen on Greenway or listen on, I think people are calling about Casey Middlestat. I would think that would be one of them. Um, I think people are probably asking about Ryan Johnson because he's a first-year pro guy and he looks really good. And maybe that's, you know, there's a log jam. Uh, maybe, maybe. I'm not saying there is. I keep Ryan Johnson. But I think they probably are calling about. And I think they're calling about Savoy. I think they're calling about uh, Roseanne. I think they're calling about Kulik. They're calling about the prospect. I think the biggest attraction when it comes to Sabres players on the roster right now are their next-in-line type players, mm-hmm. right? Uh, other than KC Middlestat, I mean, it, it is what it is right now. It's the next-in-line players. Who do you got next in line? And those are the guys that are um, kind of the, the the shiny pieces in the Sabres mm-hmm. organization right now. We're a month away from the trade deadline. We're a month and a week away from, believe it or not, catwalk for charity ryan miller and company getting the band back together it'll happen march 15th at forbes theater here in buffalo 512 pearl street uh miller and his former mates will once again have the uh runway for the return of catwalk for charity sabers alumni to model outfits designed by courage carly patients at roswell park comprehensive cancer center and of course proceeds to benefit the ryan miller legacy fund you can learn more about this incredible event 
and get tickets now at sabers.com slash catwalk. Hockey insider Darren Dreger from TSN joins us next. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over Think your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Sometimes Marty and I talk about having, you know, Sabres live t-shirts and a whole bunch of sayings on them. It has come to the point in Darren Dreger's career that he needs to, he has embraced self-promotion to yet another level. Darren, you're (laughs) hiding what is on your chest on the shirt today, which is Ray and Dregs. Do you, (laughs) so in case you needed affirmation as to who our guest is, this is the Dregs half of Ray and Dregs. Welcome to the show, Darren. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you. And take a close look at the hat as well. Like I'm completely donned in Ray and Drake's way. No, the truth is it's been one of those days that just seemingly gets away from me, right? So uh, normally my mornings start with, you know, doing some morning radio, making the calls, sending the text messages, kind of establishing the day because Tuesdays and Thursdays are insider trading days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some heavy lifting required here. We just don't sit in front of cameras with our beautiful faces and just throw this stuff out there. Um, <laughs> but more complicated, um, because I also then had to take my great Dane to the vet. Oh, boy. At 1120. I had a couple of calls that I, I had to take. And so, lo and behold, I walked into my home studio here about six minutes ago and realized that... Uh, not only haven't I showered yet today because of everything that's going on, I clearly did not put product or comb my hair. Mm-hmm. So I literally just grabbed a hat and a t-shirt and here we are. You guys know it. the feeling. But it looks mm-hmm. good. That's really the best dragger, uh, you know, like setup that we like. This is the Darren Dragger that we like. The guy that is, you know, a yeah. man of the people. Got to go to the vet. Got to get going. But yeah. also... Made some texts and sent some texts and made some phone calls. So we're on the way from the trade deadline. Um, Is my Jake Gensel idea out of whack here? Is Pittsburgh going to trade him? Are they going to sign him? Are they going to, what are they going to do there? Well, we keep talking about it. um, And no one from the Pittsburgh Penguins has, has come out that matters to say, would you stop talking about it? Because we're not trading Jake Gensel. Uh, and and the truth is, we just, you know, I don't think Kyle Dubas officially knows. Again, it, it speaks to the parody that we often refer to in the National Hockey League. And, you know, the Penguins not knowing where they're at um, as we close in on, on March 8th. 
Uh, and what does Jake Gensel want to do? If if there's a considerable gap in the contract negotiations, um, and you got to be careful with what you believe in terms of what you read and what you hear and what you see. I look at Jake Gensel as being a, a pretty significant piece of the future of the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? I mean, it feels like he's part of the fabric of that team. But every team yeah. has to make business decisions. You move out Jake Gensel, you, you got to get some decent futures in return. But is that even enough? Sidney Crosby isn't going anywhere anytime soon. If Kenny Malkin isn't going anywhere, unless those players want to go, what about Chris Letang? So, you know, can you be satisfied with future Hall of Famers in your lineup and then getting first-round draft picks and prospects in return for Jake Gensel? Or are you better off to look at other pieces and drill down and focus on trying to keep Jake Gensel, a Pittsburgh Penguin. That's that's kind of where we're at, and we don't know where they're at officially. So which player and or team is there the most smoke surrounding right now? Specific to Gensel or just no, in no. general? No, I mean, yeah. in like around like with being a month from the deadline, like who's who do you feel is now that the doors are open, clearly, yeah. based yeah. on pre-All-Star game trades. Yeah. Um, I would think there's urgency among yeah. many and we cannot, and we started the show this way today, yeah. Darren, uh, you can't overlook when injuries happen, how teams try to fill the void and Tampa may find themselves unexpectedly in that situation today. That's, that's where I was going Duffer. When you look at what happened to Sergeyev last night, um, I mean, just a God awful visual, right. As, mm -hmm. as we saw the man stretchered off the ice, I mean, he gave the obligatory thumbs up. So, you know, good on him for that. Um, but here's what I know. I know that Julian Breesball and the Tampa Bay Lightning were kicking around adding a defenseman prior to this injury. And I, I think that there's been at least a loose connection to Sean Walker and the Philadelphia Flyers. And and look, you guys know that Walker's my horse in all of this leading up to the deadline. And I think that there are four teams with, you know, I'd say more than fleeting interest in Sean Walker. And now because of the Sergachev injury, maybe Julian Breesball's interest is even that much more heightened. Um, and then Chris Tanev has to get thrown into that conversation. But specific to Walker, I look at Tampa Bay. I look at New Jersey. I look at Toronto in the East. And here's one that might surprise you guys. The Edmonton Oilers in the West. Now, the Oilers have for cap space. So it's dollar in, dollar out. So you're looking at a, a Cody CC. You're looking at a Kulak. You're looking at perhaps other pieces that would have to go out in whatever trade that Kenny Holland and the Oilers make. But I think that there's some internal debate as to whether or not they invest those resources into bringing in a defenseman or they invest resources into bringing in a forward. And, you know, not to throw Jake Gensel's name and attachment to the Oilers, but I, I, I think that that's what, what Edmonton would be looking at, right? They're, they're looking at somebody who can play with Leon Dreisaitl. So mm -hmm. you're looking at Gensel. Um, you know, is Tarasenko that far down the line? I mean, go down the list. You know, maybe look at, at David Perron with a bit more experience uh, and leadership and, and all of those things. So we're, we're getting to that stage now as the trade deadline looms where even the teams that don't have cap space that are climbing their way up the ladder in the standings like the Oilers are, are still having the bigger picture conversations just in case there's a fit that maybe they hadn't considered. Are we 
talking about just those playoff teams um, being active at the deadline with rentals because, you know, Walker may be a rental for Tampa or whoever. Um, and the reason I'm asking is because, you know, we sit here in Buffalo and we're like, yeah. what are the Sabres going to do? They're 10 points out. Is it realistic that they'll get in? It's a long, you know, yeah. a long shot. But even Ottawa had been rumored to be maybe in yeah. the Kristanov conversation. They're not in the playoff yeah. position. So so is there teams like Buffalo, Ottawa, others that yeah. are also throwing their hands in there? It's not just the teams that are in a playoff spot. A hundred percent with good reason. You know, you're always, as a general manager, looking to improve your team and improve your chances, which include your future, right? So um, look, and checking with my Buffalo sources, again, it's it's status quo. The calls are coming in. The calls are being made. Um, far from anything imminent. It seems like it could be a little bit hotter in Ottawa. And and you're right in connecting TANF to the Ottawa Senators because we've widely speculated on that, and that yeah. hasn't cooled off. What's cooled it off is, you know, probably Chris TANF going, oh, do I want to go to a non-playoff team and potentially blow up my chances of winning a Stanley Cup this year? Mm-hmm. He's at an age and a point in his career where you don't have many more opportunities, right? And when you have a, a position of strength where you can encourage the process a little bit and the landing spot, I think you try and take advantage of that, regardless of what the extension looks like after the fact. Ottawa, though, looks at Chris Tanif as being a foundational fit. You know, they want to add two to three pieces like Chris Tanif. You know, like high character guys, personality guys, guys who've been there, done that. Um, and they look at at their top four next year in Ottawa, and they would see Thomas Shabbat playing with Chris Tanoff. They would see Sanderson being the good fit with Zub, right? So that then leaves, guess who, out there twisting in the wind? Chikrin. Jake Chikrin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and really, that's where all of the Chikrin speculation is has come from. Uh, and a lot of that, too, is related to his contract. He's going into the final year of his deal. I still think that maybe even Tanif in connection to Ottawa mm-hmm. makes more sense in the offseason because of the competitiveness of Chris Tanif. And maybe even the Jake Chikrin trade um, drifts over into the offseason. Unless, unless, you know... Chickering can be part of something with Calgary that turns into uh, a bigger deal with the Ottawa Senators. So, yeah, yeah there's, Tampa, there's a Florida lot of, guy. Or Tampa. I mean, go down the list, right? Go down the list. So defense is uh, is quickly – I mean, I guess defense has kind of been the, the top talking point in trade speculation. You know, but now that the, the, the two centers have been moved in Lindholm and Monaghan, it feels – like the pendulum swings back to the blue line and what's available and the teams that are eager to add. Uh, Jacob Markstrom has been playing better and he's in New Jersey tonight. Will he stay there after the game? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. New Jersey's in a lot, man. Like Tom Fitzgerald has been in so many different things. Um, He's been looking as we've talked about here on the show before for a goalie dating back to last, well, to the off season, right. And the engagements with, the uh, Winnipeg Jets and Connor Hellebuck. And man, if you could do a do-over, take that mulligan. If you're Fitzy, you probably go back to those conversations. Say, I'm going to worry less about what Connor Hellebuck needs to extend. Let's mm-hmm. just focus on what are the the assets required. And Sheveldayev would would say at this point, you want to go back to the offseason. The golden market wasn't there in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had virtually limited interest in Connor Hellebuck, which is just nonsense when you look at the quality of the goaltender. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm sure I know that New Jersey is connected with Conroy and the Calgary Flames and Markstrom. The problem is he's got the full no move, right? Mm -hmm. And if Jacob Markstrom doesn't want to go anywhere, he's not going anywhere. That's Mm -hmm. just plain and simple. But, you know, if it turns out to be more of a sale in Calgary than what we've already seen with Lindholm, it doesn't sound like Hannafin's going to stay by extension. Um, We've already talked about Chris Tanoff. Uh, you know, then then if you're Markstrom, it, it feels like if you're Markstrom more so in the offseason, you take stock of of what your future is and, and whether or not you think that Calgary can transition. But you can't close the door on that possibility of a big trade, a big name like Jacob Markstrom, until he or Newport Sports or Craig Conroy comes out and says, stop talking about Jacob Markstrom because we're not trading him. And mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that's going to happen. Are the LA Kings getting a goalie? They have the Edmonton Oilers on Saturday, and then we see them next Tuesday as uh, you know they travel into Buffalo. Um, they changed their coach, but yeah. uh, Rob Blake has got to feel a lot of heat because of the Dubois trade and the goalie situation. Are they going to be a, a a team that will look for a goalie? Well, it, it feels like they at least have to consider it, and I'm sure that they are. I mean, Blakey looked, <laughs> excuse me, he looked tough. When, you know, he had to face the media and talk about firing Todd, you know that Rob Blake did not want to do that. There wouldn't be many managers in season who, you know, want any part of firing their coach, you know, especially uh, a good coach like Todd McClellan. I mean, who's available out there, Marty, that makes some sense? Is it Jake Allen? Like, who is it? Who would be available that would make the most sense? That's, That's the problem right now. I agree, and I think Marty is a little frozen on the matter, so uh, we'll allow him to readjust in that role. But yeah. the one—it's amazing. It's always amazing when you you know think back to where conversations yeah. were months earlier, and like Vancouver, and we've done this whole thing with Demko. Like the Canucks are ten zero and two now in the last twelve. Are mm-hmm. they gonna? Are are they done? Like, do they need to do anything? <laughs> do you expect them to be really quiet here the rest of the way? I, I, just, I don't. No? I don't, Duffer, and and it's it's only because of the experience of Jimmy Rutherford. And the savvy of Patrick Alvin, who maybe doesn't get enough credit because right. he's working in the shadow of, of Rutherford there. Um, they did not expect this team to be this good. And given the fact that they are this good, leading the Western Conference, they go out and make a big splash on on and bringing in Lindholm in. Um, so that is payment to the rest of the group and to the coaching staff, okay, we've got an opportunity here, so let's not leave any box unchecked. So could it be another depth defenseman? Mm-hmm. Uh, could it be a forward? I, I, I'm I, not in a position to say they're done because Jimmy Rutherford is never done until right. the bell rings on deadline day. And the one thing that he does better than perhaps any other general manager, he doesn't wear his mistakes. It's not like he just brushes them off. But he's like, all right, well, I made a trade for this piece. Nah, it didn't really work. So that's fine. I'm going to move that piece over here and I'm going to try somebody else in that role and see if that fits. So that's why I'm always hesitant to close the door when it comes to Rutherford. Sorry, I um, pressed a button and all of a sudden I lost my camera, lost my audio, lost my microphone. I lost you guys. You never look better. I, you know what? When you see my uh, my name spelled out on the screen, that's my best look right there. I, I guess I, I, Pretty sure you guys didn't talk about it, but uh, are we to think that uh, finally we're going to have a resolution at the uh, with the Arizona Coyotes and find out if they're going to move? I hear they're available at the deadline. 
Yeah, they are. They're a trade deadline <laughs> acquisition. Well, there is a, a Ryan Smith who would be happy to jump on board. I would think the uh, the Arizona Coyotes. Look, I know what's been reported, uh, and I'm not I'm not shooting holes in what's been reported because there has to be a resolution at some point with the future of the Arizona Coyotes. All I can tell you is what I've been told um, by NHL sources, and that is that they have not been told anything from ownership of the Arizona Coyotes as to how close they are to closing in on that deal. They've not been told anything else. for 10 years from the Arizona Coyotes yeah. ownership. So, <laughs> Well, look, and, and I'm not making stuff up here. It's starting to feel like maybe there's a little bit of dissension developing between yeah. ownership in Arizona and the commissioner's office of the NHL, right? Because if if what we're reading is accurate, and Arizona is closing in on something, and NHL head office is unaware of what that something is. Well, what does that tell you? That tells you that that relationship is is strained, and that would be too bad because Gary Bettman doesn't lose too many of those battles. Darren, thank you. Great promotion uh, and great swag, by the way. And you want to plug where it's available, or? Um, yeah, I could, but I don't think we have any available right <laughs> okay. now. We transitioned to new ownership in the podcast business, and <laughs> okay. let's just say Boy. that, uh, yeah, they're I, lagging I, in the sway. Do we have department. to talk to Ryan Richard? Is that yes. the new owner? There, you said it. I didn't. Yeah. And okay. I, I would expect that given where the draft is this year at the Sphere in Vegas, I think Ray and Dreg's swag bags will be plentiful <laughs> at this year's big kind of yeah. going out of business sale if okay you will, we'll see at the draft right like they're going big this is the last time <laughs> okay, in this format right. yeah okay so we'll look forward to that dregs we'll see you next week thanks all right go chiefs go have a great weekend <laughs> oh boy right, back up. after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medella is the mark of a fighter You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After this on Sabres Live. Never to be back on the show again. <laughs> comes close. Sabres and Blues happen Saturday afternoon. It's an ABC game. The Amherst are home tomorrow night. It's Pride Night in Rochester. And tonight, the Devils will have Jack Hughes back in the lineup. They've lost five of eight, but they're coming off a win against Colorado, and they take on the Flames. Will Hughes soar like a condor 11 years ago? <laughs> well, I hope he does, but I hope he does it in, a, in the actual game, not during the national anthem. So, yeah, first of all, Jack Hughes returning, but this was on this date 
in 2013, the Bakersfield Condors decided it would be a great thing to bring an actual real-life condor to centerize during the national anthem, and the handler slipped and fell right before getting to the mat, and this poor condor is in centerize, and the players are trying to guide it, and then it found its way to the bench, and when it gets to the bench, it's like fear stroke the players, like they're all getting out of the way, this gigantic condor must be like eight foot like wingspan is like jumping everywhere just to go down the tunnel towards the benches what a moment what a moment chara or the condor <laughs> who had the greater wingspan in nhl history i actually think the condor had a bigger wingspan that thing like you don't know these laws are like they could be dangerous oh what a way to end and in that case, it was just the beginning, but it's how we close out Sabres Live I wouldn't today. play after that. I'm out. See you tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.